0: Gardy Lou Welcome to Gardy Lou. This week we're reading Thanksgiving stories written by you. So it's your story this week. Oh we got a little variety, huh? Yeah, I'm excited. It was fun getting stories sent to us. I had to ask my family and friends <laughs> on Facebook too. So I got some pretty good little nuggets about Thanksgiving
1: Oh, yeah, that's pretty good I asked but I didn't get anything but then I'm hardly ever on Facebook they probably didn't even know it was me <laughs> <laughs> they're probably just so shocked that you had a post <laughs> Oh yeah that's the first time I ever really posted too I never never posted anything before
0: really? I usually just
1: look at what everybody says and- you've never posted before I don't think so I've wow. shared things but I've never made anything up not wow. that I can remember Well,
0: I guess it's a day of births for you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, thanks for sending us your stories. Do you want to start by reading one? Okay, let's see. I have one here from Shonda.
1: Oh, this one is cute. At my house, all the guys would fight over the turkey breast. One year, I cut an orange in half and slid it under the skin and gave the bird breast implants (laughs) the look on their faces were was priceless and one year my kids were young I stuffed the turkey with a small game hen and had them clean out the bird before I cooked it worst idea ever they thought it had a baby and
0: wouldn't eat the turkey that year (laughs) That sounds like something that would happen at my house for oh, sure. yeah. And um, Shanda sent us a picture of her turkey with the breast implants and I don't know exactly what she did, but it even has, like, nipples. <laughs> it's really funny. I saw that picture. You did? Yes. Oh, good. I'm going to post it on, um, she gave me permission to post it on our Facebook and Instagram page so everybody else can oh, see it, too. <laughs> I could just, they must have died laughing seeing that come out of the kitchen, you know? <laughs> I know. I would love to have been there, just for the shock value, I guess, yes. or, like, the surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you want to go next? Okay. So the next one I have is from Ciara. I think, as with anything, Thanksgiving is what you make it. My family tradition has never been about the first Thanksgiving, but rather a time to express our deepest gratitude for anything and everything. See, that's nice. Yeah. I, you know,
1: my Thanksgivings have pretty much always been about the food. But I've been trying the last few years to start being more grateful for all the things that we have. We have so many things that we don't know, you know, we don't even
0: think of as being something to be grateful for. Oh, yeah, just like running water. We had our pipe break a few weeks back, and we were out of water for several days where we had, you know, we had to shut everything off, and plumbers are really hard to get. We ended up fixing it ourselves. But I was so happy to have running water. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> or like clean air or just like being healthy. Not, you know, you ever get sick and or hurt yourself and it's like you don't realize how much you appreciate your health. Oh, yeah. You really don't until you don't have it. And then even my my youngest, she had to fill out one of those. Thanksgiving things at school and it said what is your favorite part about Thanksgiving and she said spending time with family which I thought was I, I was kind of surprised because she's six you know I thought it would be something more exciting you not not that that's not exciting but you know flashy or whatever yeah like her cat <laughs> well yeah every answer is her cat usually so I guess we rank somewhere in there <laughs> oh, and that's why with this year
1: I did the the turkey I made a picture of a turkey, and then we're going to put turkey feathers with our great things that we're grateful for. And one of the things she put on there was she was grateful for books. And I thought, that's a nice,
0: yeah, that's a good
1: thing to be grateful for. I mean, you're probably, I know I'm grateful for books. You're yeah, I probably put, great. You read a lot, so. I put the audio books on there because I have an audio book going all the time.
0: And then, she like, that makes you think about how grateful you are for the library, like, that you can get books for free. Yes. The audiobooks. And then we have so many great book programs here, too, where they just give books away, where you can buy them for, you know, we went to a book... Uh, <laughs> What do they call it? I don't know. Book fair. Book sale or book fair, yeah, that our friends of the library group has here. And and you came home with five bags of books. Yeah, (laughs) well, $2 a bag. Yeah, you can't beat it.
1: So I spent $10. Well, actually, I think I spent 3 because I bought a couple of $1 books. That were in one bag, but the other bags were two dollars each, and I have a whole year's worth of entertainment (laughs) for ten bucks. I mean, you can't really,
0: you know, can't go wrong. Go wrong, yeah, it's really good. (laughs) All right, want to get to the next story from? Oh, this one's from Cynthia.
1: Being native, I have learned two stories of Thanksgiving. One being taught in the non-native schools of coming together in harmony and understanding and the one, the real story, taught to us by our ancestors, not so pretty. So with that being said, living in a non-native environment, I have raised my children to look at this day as a day of gratefulness to our ancestors who endured so much sorrow and pain for us, the future generations. We give thanks to them and for the culture that they handed down to us and the stories that we hold dear even today in our hearts and forever and to our Creator who has made it possible.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that.
1: And she has a little funny story too. One Thanksgiving, everything seemed to be going great until everyone sat at the table and we were bringing out the food. My brother, Sean, who is seriously picky, and OCD clean freak, (laughs) was sitting at the head of the table when my son came walking in with the potatoes, plop, right on the floor. Oh, no. And Sean says, I'm not eating any potatoes. (laughs) Okay. Then I come walking in with a turkey, and I swear that bird grew wings and flew off that platter and skidded off the across the floor and landed at Sean's feet. (laughs) Sean says, and I'm not, I'm not eating any turkey either. (laughs) Everyone just sat there with their mouths open looking at me and then we all busted out laughing. It was a fiasco, but we pulled it all together and had a great day.
0: (laughs) Sometimes like the worst thing can happen, but if everyone is laughing until they cry, it's like, it's good. <laughs> and that's what you remember. You yeah. remember the laughter. Yeah. I just love picturing, like, Sean sitting, <laughs> sitting there and then just, like, a turkey just flies out of the air and slides right to his feet. And
1: deadpan. I mean, I yeah, could like- just, no. Oh, I'm not eating potatoes. <laughs> oh, I'm not eating any turkey
0: either. It's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving. <laughs> Did you ever have that happen to you where you dropped the turkey? Um...
1: I don't think so. If I did, I didn't tell anybody.
0: I know you had an incident a couple of years back where you dropped a pie, but that wasn't Thanksgiving. Oh, no, that was so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't drop it. It just got knocked off the counter. I had it on a rack. One of those little metal racks with the legs on it and the legs slipped and it just slid right off the counter. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. I know you were sad because it was like the best it was looking the best, pie you ever made. Yes, the best looking <laughs> pie. It looked so nice. I was so proud of
0: myself and that's what happens. I'm always afraid when I go to take the turkey out of the oven that I'll drop it then and like burn half my body. <laughs> that's yeah. always like my, I'm like real careful. Well, that happens quite often with a turkey.
1: You get burned taking it out.
0: Yeah, like it burns almost every time I use the oven. I'm just like, that's why you bought me those uh, oven mitts that go up to your elbow. Yes, the silicone (laughs) ones that don't get off. That's what I need. Okay, so the next story we have is from Rachel. And she says, I don't know if it's podcast worthy, but you be the judge. I guess we judged it was. When I was with my ex, he got a huge turkey from work. Don't remember how big exactly, but something like 20 to 25 pounds. I asked if he could get something smaller, but he couldn't. That's always like a big, well, trying to find a
1: smaller turkey. Well, they get free turkeys yeah, from you, work. And you, you just get, get what you get. They're usually huge.
0: Are they? Yeah. yeah. They're like, we couldn't sell these. Yes, <laughs> well, you're that's gonna what get happens. Them. Um, the night before Thanksgiving, I went to buy ingredients and other stuff. I didn't have a roasting pan big enough, so I figured I'd buy an aluminum one. Well, Walmart was all out. But I ba- browsed. as I browsed through the store, I found one abandoned on an end cap. I snagged it and brought it home. The turkey barely fit in there, but I had to make it work. Thanksgiving Day, everything is going well. I go to check on the turkey. It is swimming in juices, and as I pulled the rack out, some of the juices slashed out onto the bottom of the oven fire shit (laughs) i'm too petrified to do anything so i just start yelling fire fire my ex comes running into the kitchen i open the back door to let air in and i'm yelling at him to shut the oven door he stands there staring at it while i'm wondering what idiot (laughs) stands there and watches the oven and turkey burn eventually it put itself out without any intervention intervention that's lucky he goes back to whatever he was doing but i told him he he was now on turkey duty because no way am i dealing with that again my neighbor heard me yelling thin wall department building and came over to see what all the ruckus was about i assured her we were fine and thanked her for her for the concern and that's the story of how turkey duty will never be my responsibility again <laughs> Luckily, my fiancé loves to cook, smoke, and process meat, so he is all too happy to be in charge of the turkey. Oh, Man. that's good. Good uh, way to get out of turkey duty, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, all's well that ends well. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a really not good story. And we got one from Sandy,
1: and she says, When my nieces were little, they're in their 30s now, we used to have Thanksgiving at our house. So, in order to entertain them and their cousins, who also came with their mom, we'd blow up our white water raft and put it in the backyard for them to play on. They had a blast with it. Then they grew up and went away to college, so Thanksgiving got smaller. The last time we had it at our house, they were in their early 20s, and a couple brought their boyfriends with them. We thought they were too old for the raft, so didn't blow it up. But they went right through the house to the yard and came back in. Uncle Paul, where's the raft? They asked. <laughs> so we all hauled it out and blew it up, and they had a good time just lounging <laughs> on it and occasionally bouncing and mock fighting. Probably one of the more unusual traditions you might have heard of.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's cute, though. That is cute. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's the thing, too. You don't know what people remember from the their holidays and traditions aren't necessarily what you think they remember
0: right or you're like oh they're they're too old for that but that's what they look forward to even though they're older just imagine them walking out there and they're like where's the raft what the heck (laughs) (laughs) it's always here always yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's the tradition that's so cute okay and next we have a story from terry i have loved thanksgiving since college I don't know if it was all four years, but I went with my roommate for Thanksgiving weekend at least a couple times because the duration of the break was too short to justify the 12-hour journey trip to fetch me from central New York to Connecticut. She had a rather large family, and it was such a fun, relaxed day with them, and they batted no eyelashes at the red-headed stepchild shoehorned in at the table. Thanksgiving with my own family in Connecticut was always nice, too. One year, my siblings and I all trekked to Connecticut for our first turkey day as adults. It was also the weekend of my 10 year high school reunion, which I ended up skipping because I would have missed the family outing to Margaritas and Mystic. (laughs) I made that decision at my one year old nephew's birthday party, which I would have also had to leave early from. I have no regrets. (laughs) (laughs) My life's journey took me from Connecticut, and I now live in Virginia. Some years, in fact, in fact, most, sorry. It's just my husband and I with our picky son who doesn't eat the feast. So we end up with way too much food, but I love the meal. So we cook it. Last year and this year, last year and this year, I work, I worked on Thanksgiving, a 12 hour shift as a 911 dispatcher. No cooking occurs. Last year, we sprang for a Cracker Barrel meal on that Saturday. This year, we tried to plan to get together with my husband's grown siblings, but alas, couldn't find a day where we were all free. Still don't know, don't know what we'll do. I am wistful about it, but still enjoy the day, even if it's on a ride down memory lane and a hope for better luck next year. Hmm.
1: I don't know. I, For myself, I do not like going out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. We've done it a few times and. I've never enjoyed it of you.
0: Um, well, I'm pretty good at making the best of things. I think I always prefer to do it to be at home. But I think if you're, if it's just too much, um, for you to pull off, you kind of have to, you know, like she said, make the best of it. I guess. Yeah. You know, she couldn't didn't have time, but one year we had to Jim had to go to the VA for something. It was like a, I want to say eye surgery or something. it's when he had his cataracts. Done it might have been, too. yeah. Because it was like he had the surgery and then you had to go back in two days to get it checked. And it yeah. was like, I think he had it on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So then we didn't want to drive, you know, all the way home five hours or whatever it is. And then back again. So we ha- ended up staying and had, um, you know, Thanksgiving at Denny's, <laughs> which, you know, is not the greatest food, but it was still kind of fun. That's a good story, you know. We kind of chuckle about it. The year we had to have Thanksgiving at Denny's.
1: Well, I know we had it, had it at Denny's in in Deming one time too.
0: Yeah, didn't we like meet with Brenna, with Brenna or yeah. yeah, I kind of don't remember that except the pie. Yeah, pie was probably the best part. I'm not sure why remember. that happened
1: that way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did that that one year, and then we went downtown that other year. For that buffet?
0: Yeah, that was not... That was not... not I didn't good. like that. Yeah. yeah. That was, was, like, super expensive and... Yeah, it was really expensive for what it was. with the kids because they were, yeah. like, impatient and then... <laughs> and then they like, only want to eat one thing at the buffet. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, like, normal, normal food for them. Okay. So now we have a uh, Thanksgiving story sent in from Janelle. She says, or writes, I guess... For many years, my family would sit around the table, sometimes the military men who couldn't travel home, most times with friends who felt like family and would say one thing that we were thankful for. It was a nice tradition, but three years ago, my son's girlfriend lost both her dad and her grandma. They traveled from Michigan to Massachusetts to be with us for Thanksgiving. Before dinner, I asked everyone to just be silent for a moment, to just be then I played Memories by Maroon 5 and mentioned a few people who've gone on before us. <clears throat> then through the tears, we all smiled and began our delicious dinner.
1: Well, that's a nice story. Um, I think we all should be thankful on Thanksgiving for, for various reasons. And
0: it is a time to reflect on people from the past, I think. Yeah, it's a good time, you know, to remember people you miss that used to be sitting around the table with you. I know when I, on Thanksgiving morning, when I, you know, they got the turkey
1: in, you could have all these nice smells going on. And I always think about my mom and how, what, how remarkable she really was that I did not appreciate when I was young. And I think of how she pulled off that dinner by herself. She would have pies, like a dozen pies and, that she made the day before, a couple of days before, and then she'd cook the turkey, and we always had, you know, the whole works, everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. Fruit bowls with pretty arrangements of fruits and nuts, and 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 it was just, just really nice, and all the family came, and we all got together, and everybody, you know, enjoyed themselves. There was no bickering, nothing like that. Yeah. It was, it no was just... No political fights. Yeah, and I think it was because my mom... You know, she... yeah, everybody loved her. Yeah, so when I smell that, I'm right back there. I'm back there when I wake up in the morning. I would wake up in the m- Thanksgiving morning and the smells would be already
0: going on cuz she got up early and yeah, had to do all that work. Yeah. I don't know how she did it either. I don't even barely like pull it off. <laughs> I, I don't even do half as much as what she did. Yeah. And then I complained the whole time. <laughs> I know we are like, "Why did I do this?" But so. um so Janelle also sent some song lyrics. Um, from the song that they played and I think it's okay to read them so I'm gonna go ahead and do that I'm not playing this song right so no. <laughs> hopefully it's fine um, here's to the ones that we got cheers to the wish you were here but you're not because the drinks be- bring back all the memories of everything we've been through toast to the ones here today toast to the ones that we lost on the way because the drinks bring back all the memories and the memories bring back memories bring back you Hmm. Yeah. I've heard that song. You've heard it, right? Well, I probably, probably have, heard. but I didn't. You won't recognize it recognize from this. the words yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice of her to send to. Okay. I've got. You want me to read that one? Yeah. I've got a couple of longer stories. So this one is by, is from Jim. If you can. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: If you can't read it, I'll read it. Oh, I, I think I can read it. I'm just okay. starting off with, my nana was an awful cook. <laughs> for <Her> their nana. <laughs> for the first three years of their marriage, my papa ate ham and cheese sandwiches for every meal. Oh, my. So, on our first and only Thanksgiving at their house, we didn't know what to expect. I think I was around seven or eight, sitting around the table, waiting for the turkey to show up and waiting waiting. Then we smelled it. I remember my mom saying, Susan, is there something burning? Oh, no. (laughs) My Nana leapt up from the table. She brought out a sizzling, smoking wreck of charcoal turkey, as my papa or someone called it. I felt really sorry for her. She was so flustered. She tried to bring the turkey to the table anyway. On the way, she tripped on the carpet and the smoking turkey flew out of her hands (laughs) onto the floor, and she started to cry. My papa started to scream at her, which was really mean and embarrassing. My dad calmly said, It's okay, Mom. I'm taking the kids to get KFC. I think we had two deluxe buckets. (laughs) It was so good, we all forgot about the charcoal turkey. (laughs) All's well that ends well. Yeah, that might be a tradition. It's, they started. I don't know. Yeah, just get, just don't even bother with the turkey. Go straight for KFC. So, yeah, I think that's what they do. I read that they do, and I think it's in Japan they have turk KFC because the, <laughs> oh, they really? don't really celebrate celebrate Thanksgiving yeah, or why, Christmas. Yeah, why would they? I, guess. I think it might be for Christmas that they do. They get uh, KFC. They say they order it like two months ahead of time.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Because the, their lines are like two hours long to get KFC for wow. Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's what everybody does. Everybody does. How funny. Yeah. Okay, and we have one last story from um, my friend Molly Field, who's a writer. And, um, okay, I guess I'll just start. <laughs> Her uh, The title is Thanksgiving 2017, New York City Suburbs, the Year of the Four Children Prison Bus. So, um, side note, she's writing her memoir, so this is an excerpt from it. So, if anybody wants to kind of check out more of her writing, you can go to her website at mollyfield.com, and it's spelled just like it sounds, M-O-L-L-Y-F-I-E-L-D.com. Okay. This whole book could just be called My Thanksgiving. For a lot of us who hail from families with dysfunction, Thanksgiving is a holiday When some seams start to tear. Along with the incredible, delicious, and savory stuffing that my father made, there was always a lot of energy. Not all of it good. Lots of chaos. Lots of jockeying. Tight smiles. White knuckling. And emotional masking. My mother died in 2013, so the Thanksgiving that followed, or Thanksgivings that followed, were notably calmer and less jarring. Being a family that did its best to keep humming along, the Thanksgiving of 2017 ranks for me as one of the most comical and honest and light. My brother and his wonderful family offered to host that year in their home in Westchester County for Dan myself and our three sons. It was not a big deal as we took rally, or as we would rally at 5 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning, stop at Starbucks for coffee and breakfast, then set off to make the 5-hour trek also known as 5 Bridges to Fam from our home in suburban Northern Virginia along Interstate 95. Traffic was light most of the entire ride. Usually we would arrive around noon and almost immediately collapse for a quick nap or walk to revive the senses or hit the treadmill if that was more convenient. My father, for one reason or another, oh yes, I remember now, because he hated getting up before the sun and preferred to road trip in the middle of the day along with everyone else, would ride up with my brother, his four kids, and his wife from their home in Western Maryland. Because Dad was in cancer treatment and refused to let us help, which we were A-OK with, in personal matters, he, would, he brought along on his adventure to New York his home health aide, Jeanette, who was soft-spoken, kind, clever, and dutiful. She was far from her native home in Ethiopia and had grown a bond with my father over the years. Jeanette was also recently estranged or divorced from her domineering, abusive, and overlording husband, so being free for the weekend and eager for extra pay, she agreed to accompany my father, my brother, his wife, and their three young sons, and preternaturally insightful and leadership-minded eldest, a daughter. The boys ranged in ages from one year to six years, and their eldest was eight at the time. Because all eight people, plus luggage, and diaper bag, and a walker, (laughs) and other gear wouldn't fit anywhere near, on, in, or under a Honda Odyssey, my father offered to pay for a rental, which happened to be a late model, darkened window, white Chevy Express cargo 12-seater van. This van was quite large, like the kind you'd see ushering children from daycare, or rowing teams to and from regattas, or as in Ursatz shuttle, to and from rental cars at a massive international airport, (laughs) or as a church van. If you still don't have the picture quite clearly, it's also the generic, often-cited vehicle posted on various neighborhood watch websites as being the vehicle of choice for would-be child abductors all over the country, or the equally inauspicious vehicle my cousins and I would choose as suspicious when we'd play levitation in their basement as children. I digress. I believe I still have the text thread my sister-in-law exchanged about the van when it was delivered to her driveway the day before Thanksgiving. My sons immediately commented upon viewing the photo that it reminded them of the type of van famously used by a Korean church group in a hilarious episode of The Office. My father, however, didn't use any of those references describing his appreciation of both the van and the ride up to New York. It was like riding in a prison bus, he said. The entire experience, the kids, their noses and smells, the bouncing of the van, being strapped in and confined. It was like a prison bus. The kind (laughs) you'd see traveling the highway, emblazoned with Department of Corrections on the sides, in rear, and in reverse on the hood. He'd add for polish and detail. I can still hear his voice and his affects when he'd tell stories like this. He'd part gasp from laughter at the situation and his comical way of telling people his thoughts and softly groan to expel his own stress. Sometimes he'd start tearing up, crying and laughing, crafting, as I've known it, to push himself to the end of the story. But you didn't have to drive, I'd say cheerfully, trying to soften and lift the fatigue in his voice, and you're here, it's all over. I would hug him, feel his form under his bulky coat or sweater still warm from the heater in the van, and help him with a bag or up to the steps to enter the house. Dad's experience and story continued each time someone new entered the house or the room. It was like he was in a haze or an emotional hangover from the trip. Simultaneously, in a state of disbelief, entertained, traumatized, and exhilarated, I survived a tsunami of teddy bears, let me tell you about it. I asked Jeanette how the ride was for her. "'So good, so good, yes,' she would say, her sibilant speech lingering as she trailed off. "'Not bad. Children are young. They don't like long car rides. Brakes are good,' she would add. "'Jeannette was often like silk flowing in a breeze, unflappable. "'Honestly, anyone who could put up with my father, who was the ultimate baby man, "'and keep his body clean, fed, hydrated, and his ego sated and served, "'deserved a Meritus Service Award from Congress.'" As the day grew long and my father's telling of this story repeated and grew with embellishments, I decided that instead of drinking myself stupid, that I needed to have some fun with it all. So my oldest son and I got on the Google and looked up how to write in Korean characters four children prison bus. Then we stole some paper from my brother in law's my brother's all in one printer, copier scanner, and made one small sign with the characters written in a giant black Crayola crayon and ran it through the copier three times. As each sheet came out of the printer, we affixed scotch tapes, tape to its edges and then we took the signs and put them on the van's hood. Two on the rear entry's door side and the tailgate door opposite the license plate frame. Later that night, I took one sign off the van and put it on my brother's back while gently massaging his shoulders as he spoke with Dad, probably about the van ride over pie and coffee. We had we never planned to let the van leave the house with those sign on, signs on it, and it didn't. But the next morning, I remember my thoughtful younger brother, the driver of the van, expressing dismay over coffee, bagels, cheese, and bacon that someone had come to vandalize the van in the middle of the night. He said he'd gone out early in the morning to fetch something from the van, and he'd noticed that someone had written all over the van. Laughing deeply to myself and having a hard time suppressing it, I said to him, Oh my God, what did it say? I don't know, he said. That's the hard part. I think it was another language. I still haven't put, my contacts, put in my contacts, he added. I do think he was planning on having the police come and was worried about having to cover the paint repair from the vandalism. We decided to have a look for ourselves. For me, this was all too good. My son and I looked at each other, not believing our extended fortune. My brother, not having his contact lenses in, was pitch perfect. I mean, how much better could it be? He thought someone had come all the way up a long private driveway in the middle of the night <laughs> to write on the sides and hood of a random extended car- cargo van. He couldn't distinguish between the sheets of paper and the paint of the van because without his contacts, he was blind. It was brilliantly played, all of it. I couldn't take it anymore. While the small group of us were staring at the van at 10.30am Friday morning, someone said, "'Hey, those are signs, and they're taped on,' others agreed. "'Connor and I pledged secrecy. "'No one would know until it was time, not even my husband. "'Moments later, I had to tell Dan that I was the funster, "'and I told him that the sign, what the sign said "'and that I had done the whole thing with Connor. "'I wanted to scheme all day and not tell anyone anything, "'but my younger brother was concerned. "'Dan suggested I tell my brother because he has a conscience.' After a couple more moments I told my brother who was mildly relieved but still a little flustered and perhaps annoyed that I would do such a thing. However, I see the whole charade as a moment of mom channeling her because what that's the kind of thing she'd depict a cartoon in a cartoon or in her storytelling. I also reminded it also reminded me of something out of Neil Simon when mom who mom greatly admired I still don't know if I ever showed him the photo of one of the signs on his back during dinner. To this day, I don't know if he was playing me or I played him that morning. The end. That's like an April Fool's Day story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Happy
1: April Fool's Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Some
0: people are really
1: tricksters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think about that, too. Like, fa- there's families that play a lot of um, practical jokes on each other and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> We've I, never had that, I don't think, in our family too much. No. We can't remember that stuff. No. <laughs> Only
1: on April Fool's will we play a few jokes, but
0: that's yeah, about it. Yeah, but they're usually pretty lame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the don't kids have, try to do them, but yeah. Don't have the imagination for that. I just love her dad, because you can really picture him, like, just telling it the story to every person that walks in, like being on the prison bus. Yeah, over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that with a certain family member that we had. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Well, yeah. I think that wraps up our stories for this year for Thanksgiving. So thank you for sending your stories in to yeah. us. Yeah, maybe we'll do this every year you can yeah, you have a good
1: story. Send it in now before you forget.
0: <laughs> if you have a good for next year. this year, yeah. Out for this year, yeah. Yeah,
1: if something happens. So
0: okay. Well, yeah. I guess that's it. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
1: Got God blue.